grab your wine, put your headphones on and relax. Let's rip open the cover of the sealed section. Welcome to After Dark with Louise Wilkinson. Brought to you by Flirt Adult Store Hamilton. Hi, dear listener, and thanks once again for joining us for After Dark. Now, on After Dark, if you've been a regular listener, you may have heard myself and our wonderful experts talk about the importance of communication in terms of heating up both your sex life and your love life. Well, Luke Skews decided that you all needed a tutorial on what that actually looks like. What is good communication? How do we stop being so reactive with our partners? We're going to dive into all of that and more tonight on After Dark with Luke. And Nikki will be dropping in for a quickie and her hot sex toy tip for this week. I'm Louise Wilkinson and you're listening to After Dark on Newcastle Live. Sometimes cheeky, always fun. It's After Dark with Louise Wilkinson. Brought to you by Flirt Adult Store, Hamilton. On After Dark, myself and my beautiful regulars very often roll out the trope, communication is key. And while we all 100% stand by that, what do we actually mean? Luke and I are going to break down communication versus reaction, the difference and how we might like to strive to get it right so that our relationships are healthier. Luke, what a topic to dive into because we do, don't we? All the time, you know, it boils down to no matter what we're talking about, we could be talking about the most outrageous sex act in a club, whatever it is, and it boils down to communication. But I don't think that we've actually gone into exactly what we mean when we talk about that. Yeah, there's a big difference between being a good communicator, i.e. Um, being very wordy mm. and being having all of the words and being able to talk and 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 talk, and talk, and talk compared to being a very, very good communicator. And I get this so much with my male clients, um, whether they're in a couple or they've come to me individually. The one big thing that most men come to me asking for support with is communication. Mm. And the word that they often mix in with their desire to be a better communicator is, I want to be less reactive. Yeah. So... You're right. Communication is a real skill and something that needs to be um, practiced in a relationship. And so, you know, I'm thinking back to some examples that you've given me and that um, others on the show have given me over the time. And it's like, you know, there's a, a time set aside per week where they actually sit down and communicate their needs before it becomes like a huge issue. Uh, but often what yep, we the find, relationship yeah, the relationship check-in. And, but what we often find is that uh, because we're scared of communicating or because we've never learned how to do it properly, it gets to a point where it ramps up and then it's reactive and then everything goes to shit. Yeah. I know that 
me myself um, in my lived experience, there's been times where I feel myself, you know, for lack of a better word in this situation, triggered yep. and starting to react. And it's almost like I'm standing three feet above myself, watching myself say words that I don't genuinely believe in. However, I am just either trying to get myself out of this situation as quick as possible, mm. or I'm trying to win the situation, or I'm trying to show the other person that they have done me wrong. And 10 minutes after the conversation's finished, I sit there and think, holy fuck, I don't even I don't even believe half the words. I don't even mean half the words that just came out of my mouth, but you know, I was in it, so I went full send. And you know, you're hurt, you're um, you're triggered, you're, you know, you've got all of these feelings that you don't really know how to express. So you say, you start like a little word fire. Yes. A, a fire full of words. And you just keep throwing words on that bonfire until the bonfire gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And all of a sudden the bonfire is completely out of control and you're way off track from the original thing that you even had a slight concept of what you wanted to talk about in the first place. Absolutely. And I really, I really resonate with what you're saying about, you know, when you get on this, I think Luke and I, just for context, are both Capricorns and both pride ourselves on the fact that um, particularly in written word, nobody can beat us in an argument. Like it's, we are absolute fire on that. But when you're actually in that fight, flight, freeze, fawn, and your body takes over, when you do have a sharp mind, you can say all of this stuff that is just devastating to the other person. Uh (laughs) Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I feel bad for anybody that gets in conflict with me. Yeah, me too. (laughs) And it is a Capricorn thing. It's like, you know, you're, you're in trouble. Like I've got the words, I've got the communication, I've got the manipulation, I've got the skills, I've got the ability to, you know, listen, you know, feedback what you've just said and show you that you're, you know, going in circles, um, you know, that you're gaslighting, all, all of those things. And um, all of those things take me for the, those skills that I have naturally inborn to me because of the date that I was born on a particular fucking year. Exactly. I, <laughs> take me. Honestly, they do yeah. take me further and further away from connection with the person that I'm having conflict with. Yeah, and what makes to- yeah yeah what makes it worse is when the person that you're like locked in combat with has exactly the opposite reaction and does not want to talk at all, and the fire mm. that the word fire just gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and then you go, holy shit, like. You know, I could be like a torture mistress. Like I could just go and speak to people and use mm. my language skills and have them destroyed. Mm. Yeah, that, that's that's a actual thing in um, domination is psychological domination where you <laughs> use psychology to dominate somebody and make them feel like a piece of fucking shit and they pay you good money for it. <laughs> hmm, career change? Hmm, maybe. Um, but back to the point, like, you know, I, I just wanted to, you know, you can, if you're like Luke and I and very verbose and um, very good with words, that word fire can, you know, become like the California bushfires. 
Um, or the opposite of that is, is that you just shut down harder and harder and harder and harder. Uh, and if yeah. you have that in combination, oh, nearly. So the reaction, therefore, is either, you know, like word bullets or stonewalling mm. and both are just taking you further and further away from the love that you have for your partner. Yeah, I've heard it called um, the octopus and the turtle. I think I've talked to you about this. In the you past. have, and I love um, that. Yeah, yeah, where um, the person who is like overactive with their communication as the octopus. You can picture, um, you know, the octopus with all its tentacles. This is all of our little communication tools and all of our tendrils of, you know, I could do this, I could say this, I could try this tact, I could, you know. Mm reflect whatever it is and the more avoidant person is the turtle you know they're the more words that are coming their way the more communication the more they're going into their shell and they're sliding up and they're hiding from the octopus an octopus with all of its communication skills will go hunting into that shell to try and find the turtle and say no 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 come on out we can talk this out we can talk this through i'm sure that if the right combination of words come out of my mouth we can fix this shit yep however one of the skills for people who are over communicators is listening, active yep. listening, holding safe space. For the people who are the turtle, it is finding safe words or safe um, sentence stems for them to be able to use to express, first of all, how they're feeling coming into a conversation to let the person who is maybe a really easy communicator know, hey, this is how I'm feeling coming into this. And letting them know um, some sentence stems around what what story they're telling themselves in their mind. So there's an amazing um, Netflix special by Brene Brown, and she uses the sentence stem that story that I'm telling myself is right, and that's that's an incredible um, sentence stem for um, you know anybody whether you're um, you know more of an anxious or more of an avoidant communicator. Um, to let the person know where this conversation is coming from. So, you know, for instance, hey, Louise, the story that I'm telling myself is um, that, you know, I'm always the one that's got to come up with ideas for our radio special and you never come up with ideas. And, um, and I feel a lot of pressure around that and I'm feeling really anxious coming into this radio because, uh, interview because you know I'm never really sure if uh, my idea is good enough, and I just want what I think I need is some reassurance that that you do enjoy my ideas. Okay, I hear what you're saying, Luke. Here we are role playing again. We're so good at it. Um, mm. I hear what you're saying, Luke, and your ideas are always absolutely spot on. I resonate with them, and I think we have kick-ass interviews, and I think that. The ideas that you bring to the table is stuff that you've experienced. Therefore, um, they're really fresh in your mind. I bounce off them and I think that we kill it and you have absolutely nothing to worry about. Thank you very much, Louise. It's nice to have that level of reassurance. So compared to um, somebody who is really dipping into their avoidance, it might look like completely ignoring the um, the interview mm. like calendar booking yeah um you know cancel canceling last minute um you know getting in our little pre-talk uh pre-interview talk and saying oh i don't know what do you want to talk about or well i don't know what do you well i don't know maybe we just shouldn't do it at all 
yeah. you know, these sorts of things rather yeah. than being able to express, look, I'm feeling a little bit anxious about this, um, you know, I'm feeling some pressure, that sort of thing. So um, whenever you see like two people that are in a reactive conflict, generally speaking, if you were to watch them from afar, you would see two people having two completely different arguments. Yeah, you're exactly right. And that is why that line is so powerful, isn't it? The story that I'm telling myself, because we've built up what it is in our head and that could Mm -hmm. be completely different to the other person's experience. A hundred percent. Yeah. So like um, when you're in that reactive state, you are genuinely in a stress response. You're in a fight or flight. So you're either trying to make yourself right conversely make the other person wrong or make them realize that they you they have done you wrong yes yeah? but then when you get into that like sookie avoidant part then you might then try and convince the other person that oh well i'm just wrong i can't get anything right you know i'm just a bad boy all of that sort of stuff and nobody's actually listening to each other's like wants needs hurts feelings um and what needs to change to be able to move forwards yeah, yeah. That um, – it's so true, you know. It's just like <laughs> – yeah, and, you know, side note, if you ever were worried about the, the topics that you bring to the table, like this one, for example, blowing my mind because what you've just demonstrated there is – it's so classic, you know. One person sitting there going, you know um, – you've forgotten the milk, therefore you don't love me and, uh, you know, um, you then you make it you never, you always, um, you know, so you're generalising, you're making it bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and the other person's just like, dude, like, you know, I worked for 14 hours today, uh, I forgot my own name. It's no reflection mm. on you. Um, but just framing it like this is the story I'm telling myself opens up that conversation for both people to go, well, this is my story and this is your story and this is where the truth is. It's just mm-hmm. such a simple thing. It is. It is such a simple thing because as soon as you get into that space of, um, you know, I, you always on or I never, mm. um, you completely move away from the current topic. You're either like going back into the past, going on a, like a little expedition to go digging up the bones of the past, or you're still saying you're going into the future and like, you know, this is always going to happen. You're always going to do this or blah, blah, blah. And you're totally taking away from the current situation. That thing that you talked about with the milk, like, you know, somebody might come home from work today and be like, hey, babe, I just made a million dollars today. Or, you know, I just hit that major goal that I've been working towards for years. And the partner says, yeah, that's fucking sick, but you didn't bring the milk home. Yep. And they're like, yeah, but what about yeah? Like, you know, what about all the other times that I brought the milk home? Like, again, you're moving away from the current situation. It's like, oh, shit, babe. Yeah, I was so, like, on a high and distracted. I completely didn't even think about the milk. Um, what, would, what would you like me to do about that? Yeah. Um, so that we can move through this and that we can celebrate my win. And, like, honestly, it is really, really powerful when you get that that ability to stop and take a breath 
and think about what outcome that you want from that current situation, from that piece of conflict, um, and think about like how you, what uh, through this conflict would I be able to praise myself for? Mm. Will I be able to praise myself from, you know, just the capacity to stop to do things a little bit different this time? Do I not want to do it the same way that I've always done it? Do I want to do it differently? What is it that I'm going to be able to praise myself from this conflict? And then like move through it in a way as if you were that third person that's watching the conflict happen. Yeah. And you know what I think this is a word that has kept popping up for me in terms of working on my communication skills is that if we can frame it in a way that each of us are curious about the other person's experience Mm -hmm. and where they're coming from, so you you approach an issue and you go, you know, I'm really struggling with this and I I don't know where this is coming from and I'm really curious to know what your thoughts and feelings are on the on it with a view to solving it, not being right or wrong or smashing someone or, you know, disengaging or stonewalling someone, but actually coming at it from, you know, how you know, I'm actually really curious to know um where this is stemming from. And in some cases, it may actually have nothing to do with the other person. It might be childhood trauma or it might be a past, you know, a past trigger from a past relationship. And But if you approach it with kindness and openness and curiosity, you're probably going to get to that a bit faster. 100%. So, like, that's the story piece again, Mm. is, like, becoming, like, super aware and sometimes it's tough in the moment, which is why it's really important to slow down. I encourage people who have got something that's really burning on their minds. Sometimes some of us avoidant types out there will leave something for four weeks before we actually go and talk to our um, partner or our friends or our kids or who our boss. Six months, um, and ten months. That, yep. Ten months, yeah, two years, three years, whatever it might be. <laughs> It might be for some people. For some people who have got like a super active mind, three minutes might feel like three fucking years to sit on something. Yeah. But in that time, take a breath. Maybe even make some notes in your phone. Like, what is it that I'm upset about? Mm. What's the story that I'm telling myself? What, what do I think the other person was trying to achieve out of their actions that I'm angry about that I'm reacting to right now? So almost try and get in that perspective piece, like. I know this person, I love this person, I know that they wouldn't do anything to me, they've done something for themselves that has upset me, what perspective do I think that they might have had around that? Because it's never going to be like nefarious, it's never going to be evil. People don't do things to other people. People do things for themselves mm. to serve themselves. So starting to take some notes like, cool, this is a story that I'm telling myself. This is what I'm really fucking upset about. I think that where they might have been coming from is this, and I'm curious to find out more. And then the hardest bit, this is the absolute hardest bit, but it is the key to getting actual traction out of conflict, is what do I need out of this conflict? Because a lot of us, when we're in in that reaction mode, all we're looking for is some sort of chemical response in our brain, a dopamine hit or something. We're feeling super shit about something. The story that we're telling ourselves is that we're hard done by, that we're, you know, bad person or that, 
you know, someone doesn't love us or they don't appreciate us or whatever it might be. And we're looking for some sort of instant gratification out of conflict. But what is it that we actually need to change? Yeah. So when we get to that point where we have very clearly communicated, hey, babe, this is a story that I'm telling myself. This is what I feel what happened. This is how I'm feeling about it. I have a feeling that this is might might have been where you were coming from. Have I got that right? Then the other person gets a chance to tell them their, your story. It's like, cool. Well, that, now that you've said that, that's nothing. something that I never considered. Um, and I still feel like this. And what I need in the future is this. But if you've got no idea about what you need to change in the future, then your conflict is purely for conflict's sake. Yeah. Bam. Mic drop. Absolutely spot on. And, um, yeah, I'm sure that everyone listening to this, you know, we've, we've all done it. Like, you know, we've all oh, argued for argue, argument's sake and we've all wanted to be right and, you know, there's this winning mentality and, um, mm. yeah. We've all had that spot where we're like, oh, I see what's going on here. I can nip this in the butt. Mm. Yeah, you're yeah. exactly right. But, yeah. like, when you look at conflict, as you said very eloquently, as a way of knowing your partner or the person that you're in conflict with better if you come from a place of curiosity. Like, cool, I really like, I really think that they need to know where I'm at with this, how I'm feeling, the story that I'm telling myself, what I need out of this to be different. And I'm really curious that when they find out that, what their story is yeah, and what they might need for this situation to be different, then you come from a place of growth Whereas if you're just going in for the fucking fight yeah, and then to feel shit about yourself afterwards when you take a minute, 30 minutes, two hours, four weeks, six months to look back and be like, oh, I acted like a fuckwit then. Yeah. <laughs> you're only going to cause more disruption and more disconnection from your partner. Whereas if you are can just take a beat, take a minute and think about like, what am I going to get out of this conflict? What do I need out of this conflict? Then you can create some growth. I love that. Absolutely love it, Luke. Um, Yeah, God. So that is what we mean when we say communicate, (laughs) not win. Can I add add one little caveat on the end of that? You can. Okay, so one hot tip for the bros out there. Um, or for anyone that identifies in the masculine or the avoidant, if you do have something that is burning inside you that you really want to talk to your partner about, ask for consent for the conversation. Ooh. So, for instance, yeah. so for instance, we'll role play this. Um, yeah. Hey, Louise, I've got something that I really need to talk to you about. It's really, really important for me. Um, and I'm feeling like really activated and anxious even asking you to talk about it but it's been burning on my mind for like two weeks have you got the time for this okay uh i wasn't really expecting this like right now but i hear what you're saying can you just let me grab a cup of coffee and then i'll come and sit back down and we can have the conversation yes that would be great see one out of that role play is that if you were totally available for it you'd be like yeah i've I've picked up that there's been something wrong yeah let's talk about it one you know that it's important from me i've told you this is really important i really need to talk to you about it 
Two, you know how I'm feeling coming into it. I'm really anxious and I'm really activated. So you know what you're dealing with. Yeah. Yeah. And three, you get the capacity to either say, you know what? I don't need to have this conversation. I already know what it's going to be about. You've tried to talk to me about it four times, blah, blah, blah. Or you can say, I'm super busy right now. I can tell that it's important to you and I haven't got the time to give the attention that I want to. So let me grab a cuppa and we'll sit down and we'll talk about it. Yeah. So committing, like if you don't have the consent to have the conversation, then you get an opportunity to commit to when you will have the conversation. And the the biggest part out of being the receiver of that consent um, is that you're not just ambushing the other person. Mm. Um, because often that is like a manipulation tactic. You know, you come in with the ambush and, you know, and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And you're going in for the win. Whereas asking for consent, you're going in for a negotiation. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess the flip side of that is is that when you are on the receiving end of that request, um, that the manipulation would be, I don't want to talk about it and right now and there is no finite time that I have that I have committed to to come back to that conversation because mm, I'm just going to stonewall yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which is a whole probably another session that we could talk about with dealing with um, avoidant uh, communicators. <laughs> However, if, um, if if anybody's interested, I have um, made up a little ebook on the five rules to conscious conflict. So if anybody's interested in that, then uh, send me a message on Instagram at Luke Skews and I'll send it to you for free. You're amazing. I'm going to get myself a copy of that. You can expect a DM from me forthwith. Thank you, my friend. This has been another fascinating conversation. Um, I've got a hell of a lot out of that. And uh, I'm sure that if you're listening, you on either side of the fence, whether you are the uh, the the word fire person or you're the uh, the turtle, um, you the know. The turtle, the octopus or the turtle. The octopus yeah. or the turtle. Um, you know, I'm sure that you can relate to uh, what Luke and I have been chatting about today. Luke Skews does a whole load of fantastic stuff around sex and relationships and you can check him out on Instagram and hit him up for a DM. He doesn't bite. He will answer you back at Luke Skews on Insta. Thank you so much for joining us once again, my friend. Love you. Love you too. People often buy toys for Christmas, then complain because they don't come with batteries. But but, but, don't they know the new toys are USB chargeable? Flirt Adult Store. Find us on Facebook or 90 Beaumont Street. Fancy a quickie? Nikki from Flirt Adult Store joins us with this week's hot sex toy tip on Quickie with Nikki on After Dark. Well, who doesn't love a good quickie, particularly at the moment because the, you know, the calendar is groaning under all of our, uh, you know, things that we have to do. So a quickie is always great. Now, Nikki, you are my girl. Hey, I'm super excited. (laughs) All right. So what are we talking about today, my love? So we're going to talk about the little thing that no one likes to talk about. 
Mm-hmm. That is so much fun, which is butt play. Right. Okay. Yeah, look, it is always something that I find, um, you know, does sort of sneak in to uh, to conversations once couples have sort of been together a while or, you know, mm-hmm. um, whatever, but we don't really talk about it. We'll, we'll happily talk to our mates about, about, you know, oh, we had amazing sex last night or whatever, but that sort of doesn't come into it. But it normally stops right there. It People does. feel a little bit ashamed by it, mm. um, worried that they're going to be a little bit judged by it. But working in an adult store, I'm on the front line. I see how many people are actually into butt play and there's a lot more than you would think. Yeah, okay. So I guess the first thing that we need to work out is what is the great thing about butt play? So your butt has eight thousand nerve endings inside and you can stimulate those by using finger play you can use toys and you can use toys that vibrate so i'm all about everyone exploring that area right okay that's really interesting like eight thousand nerve endings and is that for guys as well yeah everyone's got it so it's got um you've got so many nerves in there and they, they actually like to be stimulated. A lot of people go, oh, it's a one-way passage. Yeah, it is. But you've also, once you push past that little threshold, males have their prostate gland there, which is an amazing orgasm for men to experience. Yep. But for women, having anal play actually pushes on your bladder, which pushes on your G-spot. You can actually have a really good orgasm from anal play. Right. Okay. That's really interesting because... Yeah, it has, I I guess it has this thing around, you know, women will actually do it, you know, to make their men happy because they want to, you know, experiment in it and they're open to that and they, you know, they want, um, they want to experiment. But the fact that, you know, you can actually orgasm through anal play as a female is, is quite new. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And it's a really different orgasm. It's, um, I believe it's a little bit better. I personally enjoy it because it's, not something that's getting done every single day. So when I do have the anal orgasm, it's fantastic. It's almost like a bit of an out-of-body experience. Oh, okay. We should. We all need to do it. You need to get with that one. It's where your whole body moves. You can't. Your whole body shakes. You can't kind of not let out a sound. It's that good. Right. Okay. Well, look, you are selling this uh, real hard, it's and good. yeah, it's yeah, good. yeah. Um, I'm sure opening a lot of people's minds. So. If we wanted to get into butt play and we're brand new at it, what do we need to know? So the first thing is if you're using fingers, be polite and make sure that you have trim nails. Mm -hmm. You don't want to have any long nails that could cause any damage internally because the tissue inside your body is really delicate. So keeping your nails short is first and foremost. Right. Second is lubrication. Lubrication is always required for any type of anal play and that is because the anal canal does not self-lubricate like the vagina does or your mouth or your eyes. So you will go in what we call going in dry and it is quite uncomfortable. So you need to have lubrication second. Right. And thirdly, you can use your finger or you can use any type of anal toy like a butt plug, anything that has got a round or an anchored base as the bum muscles do tend to kind of have a pulling motion. Yep. So whatever goes in needs to come out safely. And fourthly, relax and have yep. fun. Okay. Enjoy it and know your limits. 
if it's uncomfortable, stop and try it again. Yeah. Um, and communication with your partner. And if it's on yourself, you know your body, but just have fun, connect with your breath because it is really, really, really sensitive down there and it is a really good thing when it's done right. Right. Okay. All right. So obviously at Flirt Adult Store, you have a whole range of anal play toys that people yeah, can... We've uh, got stuff from beginners yep. right up to experience. Right. So come in, see our friendly staff, mention the code LIVE30 and you'll get 30% off your purchase. And you can also purchase toys online at www.flirtadultstore.com.au and use the code LIVE30 to check out 30% off. But come in. Have a look, have a feel, have a touch. Yeah. The girls in store will explain to you what lubrication works best with what toy and just start getting in touch with your body and experiencing an orgasm like you've never had before. Like I, if I could show you guys how good it was, I would, <laughs> but we're not going to do that. But it is honestly, don't be scared of butt play. You're not going to get a piece of corn under your finger. It's not like that. It's not the horror stories that you hear. It is a really good thing to do, and I reckon all people should be doing it. It's got to be on your menu. Excellent. I love that, Nikki. Thanks so much for sharing that today. And no as worries. Nikki said, 30% off for After Dark listeners. The code is yeah. LIVE30. Make sure you jump on it. It does make a huge difference at the checkout, and we are so appreciative of uh, you joining us on this After Dark journey, Nikki. Uh, Flirt Adult no Store worries. are amazing supporters of After Dark, and we love you. We love you guys too. <laughs> that was Nikki from Flirt Adult Store with the Quickie with Nikki. Sometimes cheeky, always fun. It's After Dark with Louise Wilkinson. Brought to you by Flirt Adult Store, Hamilton. Thanks once again for your company, dear listener. I will see you same bat time, same bat channel for our last show of winter next week at 5pm here on Newcastle Live. We hope we've kept you toasty warm with some red hot sex ideas to get you through the colder months. I look forward to springing into spring with you all. I'm Louise Wilkinson and you've been listening to After Dark on Newcastle Live.